It's funny because uh, this this action I'm actually gonna relate to message that. Um, and if you're wondering too, well, how come seventh Israel was brought brought as a nation? How come they were re reunited? How could that? What did God God do? actually did that in '97? The UN, the United Nations. You know what the spirit behind the United Nations is? The Antichrist. So then, you know who their God is? But we'll get to that in a second. Today, um, during worship here, all I saw I had a vision, and all I saw on their heads were places. All I saw written on their head was compromise. And we're gonna God God revealed to me the problem. Um, I asked you guys a week. I'm watching sermon that Shane had called House of Ahab. This is what spirit we're gonna be talking about today. And this is what God gave to you. He gave me this message prayer. He said, the, the, the problem is not Jezebel. It's Ahab. One more time. The problem is not Jezebel. It's not the problem. See, we always turn to Jezebel. I'm gonna show you right here. If you go to if you go to uh, 1 Kings 16, 29, tells you right there. Ahab king over Israel. So let me let me just make sure everybody's attention span is here. Who is the king over Israel? Ahab. And what does the king do? He puts place down whatever he wants, what he above God himself. Okay? Now, Ahab, his greatest sin was to turn away from the Lord thy God. That was the greatest turn away, turn away from God. Okay? Now this man, okay, so you see here, Ahab the son of Omri reigned over Israel in Samaria for 22 years. Now Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord. So we're talking about before Jezebel already. And he's already doing evil. He's already. So it wasn't Jezebel and then Ahab turned. It was, he was already evil. And maybe, just maybe God did, had a judgment on Ahab and gave him Jezebel. Well, he wanted it. He wanted it in his heart already. So God, so guess what? Now, all, and, and it says that he sinned more than all who were before him. There was, okay, so let me give you a little background. So it was about five to six kings after the reign of, uh, after the reign of Solomon, who were all evil, just king after king, all evil sight, all worship idols, all, 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 same thing. And Ahab, the worst of all, okay? So I want you to keep that in mind, part of it. And it says, and this is the part I thought it was funny. And it came to pass as though it had been trivial, trivial, meaning like uh, something not, not much important, trivial, for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam. Jeroboam were actually gonna get into i'm actually gonna go back to him uh what are the jeroboam what are they we're gonna find out right now because it says that it came to pass as though it were trivial that for him to walk in the sins of jeroboam now why would it be trivial well because it came from blood from a line of it came from a line of, because they're all all these kings it's like father grandfather they're all connected so ahab generation okay that he took his wife jezebel so what a surprise it takes it takes jezebel as his wife and jezebel is already known around the land for who she is because she's uh the daughter of ethbal <laughs> Bow, Bow, okay, and the king of, and which king of the city, and Sidians were lost also another evil nation. And this is a man that's already serving God, uh, and now wife, take wife, an evil woman that's from another nation, that's a nation that serves another God. So here we are, for it, or already serving, already taking idols for God, and takes a wife, another woman that is not from the kingdom of God, okay? So Ahab did more to provoke the Lord of God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. He did more to provoke the Lord God to anger than anybody else. And what you think, I was thinking, well, why does, why does Jezebel provoke God more to anger? Why does that spirit or this spirit or this guy, that guy, why does an Absalom provoke God? No, Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God to anger than anyone before him. Ahab. And if you look at the life of Ahab and you look at it from a carnal perspective, you can see, well, what did he really do besides the idol? Obviously, that's a big thing. But what did he really do besides that? That was what they did. I mean, this guy, I mean, talk, go on to other people in the Bible, they killed people, they murdered nations, they did all these things, took women, all that. But what is up with this guy? You want to know what it is so right now? Heart. It's his heart. You cannot see a carnal man will look at this and they'll look at everything outward. Heart, wrong, whole thing. He was kingdom of Israel. Now I'm gonna get back to that in a second. Now it says that he he was in he walked in the sins of Jeroboam. What are the sins of Jeroboam? Well, if you go back to um, one Kings chapter 11, 11, 12, we're gonna go from there. We're just gonna go through. We're just gonna breeze through the story of Jeroboam 
storm all the way to Ahab to the end Ahab's reign. And I'm going to show you this. All, everything that's happened in the life of Ahab is everything that is going on today. Ahab, which I'm going to show you in the Bible, Ahab is running church today. Ahab king over many churches today. And you know what the churches are? The churches that he's running is actually the false grace church. The churches that he's running are the ones that they're so involved with the Antichrist spirit. They're so, they don't want to speak truth. They don't like truth. They always, they're all about grace. All the grace, 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 grace. Oh, we can sin and we can still have grace. Oh, we're so merciful. It actually says in the word here that Ahab's kingdom was the most merciful kingdom on all, more than any other king. The most merciful king. And I'm going to show you how that actually backfired. Now, I don't have anything against mercy, but I do have something against people that God, that take God's mercy and his grace in vain. That take them, okay, the Bible says, Paul says, he says that if any man sin and does not turn away from it or he does not repent there is no mercy and that's new testament there is no mercy for him so what this spirit ahab does and i'm kind of going too ahead of myself but i'll say it later but i'll say it anyway holy spirit not <laughs> ahab <laughs> ahab what he'll do is sinner will be there bound up by the devil not he, he, he won't he won't tell the person to repent he'll just pat him he'll pat the devil on the back he'll say it's okay it's okay he won't tell you to repent god forgives you god is merciful don't worry about that and then they go back out and do it again they do their sin Again, and then the guy comes back again, and Ahab's again. It's okay, man. It's okay. And it's a cycle and cycle, cycle. And I'm telling you, it doesn't work in God's kingdom. It doesn't work in his real kingdom. And that's what the message that's going on out in those churches because Ahab is doing this all day at the pulpit. And why do they get, why do you think they get so many millions of people, so many thousands of people to their, to watch their program or whatever? Because of that Ahab spirit. And why do you think Jezebel creeps to their church for all of it? Why do you, because he, Ahab anointed Jezebel queen. The king of Israel anointed Jezebel the king. So Jezebel initially is tolerated into the church and brought into the church because Ahab allowed it. It's the problem that Ahab his toleration level is too high. He's tolerating the devil. He's tolerating all the works of Jezebel. He'll tolerate any work of evil and he won't have a backbone. And this is why he brings Jezebel into church because he doesn't have a backbone. So because he doesn't have a backbone and he needs to, and, and he needs to uh, bring a judgment or more actually an unrighteous judgment or an unrighteous decree to a person or to a congregation. He'll bring Jezebel to do it. He, he is too place scared. He's more worried about what he looks like and what he's indulging in more than what the people about the people. Obviously, Ahab didn't care about the people and was the faith of the Lord if the calves and God. So before we get back into all that, I want to go back here to Jeroboam because it says that Ahab dwelt was in the sins of Jeroboam. So what did Jeroboam do? Well, let's start off by saying this. I mean, for goodness sake, um, the title here, it says Jeroboam Rebellion. Jeroboam, Jeroboam was a, re, a very rebellious man. A very rebellious, okay? Um, and I don't want to go, I'm not going to read this whole thing. You guys can read it on your own. It's all there. I'm going to go through a few scriptures. I've got time to do all this. I need to go over. So I'm just going to go over the main parts that relate to this and what, why we have to know this. So Solomon was the king, okay? He died off and then his son Rehoboam, Rehoboam became king, okay? Okay, and then God sent the prophet, a hide name was, to, to uh, Jeroboam, okay? He sent the prophet Jeroboam. He gave him a promise that he's going to get a portion of his Israel. He's going to have a tribe of Israel and to hang tight pretty much and that he's going to get the inheritance that David had. So he he was a so so and, and when, when I say Jeroboam just have, keep Ahab in the back of your mind because this is Ahab. You can basically replace Ahab's name with Jeroboam because the same spirit. Okay so Jeroboam had a promise from God that he was going to be given the nation. One was going to be given Solomon I mean to Rehoboam and the rest were going to be given to the children of Israel which uh, Rehob, uh, Je, uh, Jeroboam became king. Okay so he was given a promise and then Rehoboam, the king that was over Israel and Judah at the time, okay, 
he was he was he was actually a it was actually not uh, entirely like the best game, but God was still still in the let let him okay. And you as you can see here, the children of Israel and Jeroboam and Jeroboam was leading children of Israel. The, the children of Israel are called rebellious, okay. Jeroboam is leading them. One of the things that Ahab will do, is Ahab will lead rebellion in the church. Ahab will come and he will he will he will speak things and he will gather up his whole little flock. He'll gather up a band a band of people together and that spirit will, will latch on to you because drama uh, we call it gossip come that's that's what that's what uh ahab does the most the gossip and he'll bring his band together and they'll gossip and they'll start and then he'll make them sin and they'll start coming into the whole thing and this is what happens they come against the king okay and i want you to listen to what he says here he, they go to the king they said your father which is solomon made our yoke heavy now therefore lighten the burdensome service of your father in his heavy yoke which he put on us and we will serve you so right there, Jeroboam and the children of Israel, Jeroboam was leading, you can imagine, probably struck this whole thing. He said, they say, Lighter, chill for a sec. No, let, don't put us through those heavy workloads. Put us through heavy words that you call for. Don't bring us through those, you know what I mean? Lighten it or up a coating. Bring some, bring some coffee cake. Bring some donuts. Bring some, some little, a little milk. Make it, make it nice here, okay? Easy on us. Give us the hard word. And then what? Rehoboam gets furious. Rehoboam was around when Solomon was, okay? And he was, he was around with his band of friends that all took part in Solomon's reign. Solomon served the Lord. At the end, he did turn away. Away from God, okay. Worship other 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 calves, but he still promised Je uh, Solomon and Rehoboam still had the promise of God because David because of David's faith. So they still were anointed by God. They still had the anointing, okay. And this is the thing that Ahab does. This is what Jeroboam was so focused. They were so focused on character and the way that he's doing, the way that the king was doing, it, the way that he was he was he was he was restricting his his uh, commands and the force and the heavy yoke and burning. He's all so focused on the way, but he's never focused. And I want you to mind, he's never focused on being zealous for the Lord. He was never focused on the promise. He was never focused on the task at hand. So focused on the way Rehoboam went about. So Rehoboam, of course, he consulted with the people, the elders, real, and they didn't give him what he wanted to hear. They were just saying, oh, light, light. Of course, elders are Ahab. That's another Ahab. Ahab tried to get to, to leadership. That's Ahab's open door to reign over a church. Ahab's open door to reign over a church is to come through leadership. It's to try to break through someone in leadership, maybe someone that's maybe maybe the weaker vessel, and try to come in and, and stir them up. Not stir them up with the word of God, but stir them up with something of the devil, and then it, and then it seeps in all the way up the top. And this is what this spirit is trying to do here. So Rehoboam had some wisdom. He got every all the all the guys that were with him when his father Solomon were reigning, and when he went. So basically, he was getting the guys that were around the anointing. Okay, and he asked them, "What should I do?" And you know what he says? He says, Then a young man who had grown up with him spoke to him, saying, Thus you should speak to this people who have spoken to you, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. Thus you shall say to them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's waist. And now, whereas my father put a heavy yoke on you, I will add to your yoke. My father chastened you with whips, but I will chase you with scourges. So now Rehoboam's getting a little serious. Now it's getting furious. And this is the wrath of God against Rehoboam and, 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 and I mean, uh, against Jeroboam rebellion. Because you can see here what he goes on to say next. And it says, and I, and I want you to point out, well, why would, why would God support these guys? He's going to whip more. He's going to bring more of a chase. Okay, it says here in um, verse 18. Actually, no, it's not verse. No, no, no. Okay, so it says right here, 15. So the king did not listen to the people for the turn of events was from the Lord. This turn of events where the people came, they wanted to change, and, and the king rejected them. This It says, this turn of events was from the Lord. So God was constructing this whole thing from the beginning. Well, why? Because God saw Rehoboam's heart, or God saw, saw Jeroboam's heart, and now he's bringing him to a, a place to test. What are you going to do, Jeroboam, when I bring when I bring more, more, more hardship, when I bring more suffering, when I bring more tribulation? 
tribulation to your house. When I bring more tribulation and, and, and things to deal with, in, in, with for the children of Israel, what are you going to do? And this is what happened to Jeroboam. He says, what share have we had in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse to your tent, O Israel. Now see to your own house, O David. So basically what Jeroboam is saying there, he's saying God gave him a promise to have to have the inheritance of David. And now what he's doing is saying, we don't want to forget it. It doesn't work. We don't want this promise. We don't want to deal with it. See right there, he says, what share have we in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. The son of Jesse is David. To your tents, O Israel, now see your own house, David. This is another thing that, that Jeroboam, the spirit of Ahab, Jeroboam will have, is that it's a mocking spirit. Forget it. You have your own. David, go yourself. Now, what had happened was after that, um, obviously the children of Israel, they forsake the covenant, pro the promise of God. And this is what another thing that Ahab will do. Ahab will get so furious with that, that other people that he's not, that they're not being blessed, that the situation is not turning out how he wants it, that he'll turn away from the, the ordinances and promise of God and he'll do his own thing. So now uh, Jeroboam has this rebellion in his heart. He's, he rebelled against the leader of Israel that God has anointed. And now he's going to do his own. Thing. So what does he go on and do? If you look and at the end of chapter 12 and verse 25, you can see, I mean, some of you probably have the title there. It says, uh, Jeroboam's gold cap. So now he starts, so he, he already had this heart. Because if Jeroboam was a real man of God, so he got tested and he brought, brought these things to fire. If Jeroboam was a real man of God, maybe he would have still rebelled against the, the, the king of Israel. But why did he forsake the Lord? Because there was a division between David and Saul. But you didn't see David go on and serve other cats and serve other gods. He still served the Lord. And Jeroboam now has turned away from the Lord completely. And now has idols. Don't you think that this spirit, this, this man had this? His heart war. Don't you think? He was already so quick. The next verse, he was so quick to go to his calves and idols. And this is the thing what Ahab does. This is a, a, a big indicator. Ahab, he will go. If the Lord is not working for him, there's no finance, there's no blessing, there's nothing going on. He goes back to his other idols. That he, this is the people in the church. They'll go back to, the, if it's not working, if there's something going on. And what was what was his problem? Why wasn't it working? Why didn't he get the problem? Because he rebelled. And this is the thing in the church. These people, these people will have rebellion. It starts with rebellion against the word of God. And and once you have that rebellion in your heart, you're already turning away from God or just right there just by not obeying the, the ordinance or not, or not agreeing with the word of God. So these people will not agree with the word of God. They'll go on and then they'll, because we, okay, every spiritual being has to be fed something. Every spiritual being has to be fed from God or the tree of good and evil, okay? And if they're rebelling against the tree of life, the tree of God, where else are they going to go? They're going to be starving. So the spirit is starving something. One thing I used to notice, and I want to expose myself a little bit, is when I used to be, when I used to be like really in sin, I, I could actually sin all day and not eat. I would be able to sin all day and, and not ha and that would satisfy my soul. That would satisfy my soul. And God is supposed to satisfy our soul. But these people are now are turning to something else because every soul needs something to satisfy. And it's either God or it's Baal or it's themselves or it's the devil. And this is what now they turn to. They don't want to be satisfied by something they, can, they can't roll with. So now... This is the this is an example of the wicked people. These wicked people of Jeroboam and their land. Okay, so now they're serving gods. Their whole land. They're full of idolatry in their heart. They're full of rebellion in their heart. And now they start doing wicked things. You start to see these people, these that run the Ahabs that run these church. Now they start going after things that they're going too far now. Because once you compromise, there's a whole other heap of compromises after that one. And it starts going deeper. And you start going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Jezebel comes in. Antichrist comes in. All these spirits come in and forget it. You end up like, oh, I don't want to say the name. You know. 
know what. So then here, what happens here, another wicked thing, that one of the prophets that were dwelling in Jeroboam's land, there's a there's a man of God, he's, they call him, he calls doesn't have a name for him, but he calls him Old Prophet. So this Old Prophet's dwelling in the land, keep that in mind. Another prophet comes from the Lord, going to rebuke the house of Jeroboam, to rebuke the house of Ahab. He's going to present himself, just like Elijah did, which we'll see there in a bit. He goes to present himself before Ahab, or Jeroboam, and rebuke him, and they don't receive it. And they don't receive it at all. And it actually, there's actually an altercation here, but we don't have time to go, off, go over that right now. So then when the, the, the main part I want to show you here is that when he leaves, God told this prophet that was sent from God. Now there's two prophets, one sent from God and one not, okay? And the one that was not was already dwelling in the land. The one that was sent by God got sent from Israel and then came in and then left. Actually got sent from the other land, Judea. Judea was in God, not at that time. So he comes in, God tells them, after they didn't accept the rebuke, God tells them, leave. And don't come back. Don't eat bread with them. Don't drink. Don't hang out with them. Leave right away. Don't even sleep here, okay? So he goes to leave. And then what happened? I leave. You can see this church all day. So now an old prophet dwelt in Bethel and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done uh, that day in Bethel. So they already knew what, what the man of God that was sent from God, the other prophet already knew what was going on. He saw the, all, the, all the things that were going on. And their father said to, said to them, which way did he go? He's already looking for, for the prophet from God. For the sons had seen which way the man of God who went, who came from Judea. Then he said to his son, saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the, they saddled the donkey and they found him sitting under an oak tree. Then he said to them, are you the man of God who came from Judea? He know, He's seen the work, seen the power, the glory that the prophet brings, the word, the mighty things that God did through this prophet. He's going to present himself. He's trying to get in the way now. So now what happens? So I'm going to fast forward here. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to fast forward. 15, verse 15 says, then he said to him, come home with me and eat bread. Wait a minute. What did God tell? What did God tell the prophet? Don't eat, don't drink, leave, don't even sleep. And he said, I cannot return with you nor go in your, go in, in with you in your house. Neither can I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. For I have been told by the word of the Lord, you shall not eat bread nor drink water there and not return by going the way you came. Okay, this is a prophet of God told to leave, told by a mandate. This is a real prophet, okay? And then the other prophet said to him, I too am a prophet as you are. He says, I too, and, and, and I'm, I'm your brother, man, I'm your brother. I'm a prophet too, okay? And look what happens next. And an angel spoke to me by the word of, <laughs> and an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord. Hold on, I'll get back, back to that thing because that's fun. Bring him back with you to your house that he may eat bread and drink water. Obviously, he's lying. Okay, so this other prophet says, oh, well, an angel, he said you stay with drink water and bread. Part of the thing, what I want to show you here is that Ahab, Ahab operates just of us, you operate the Antichrist spirit. Now, all of a sudden, you have ministers who may even have vision from the devil or are lying in general, and they'll t and they'll lie just to get a real man of God to do what they want in their ministry. They'll lie, they'll speak a false word to a, to a real child of God and get them to walk the wrong way. And this is what the spirit does, come up, speak, it'll speak a word, it sounds from God, it's supposed to be from God, but it's totally not, and it's totally the wrong way. One of the things that God showed me with that this Ahab spirit will do is every time the prophet or an apostle or a man of God brings a decree from the Lord, speaks uh, an oracle from God, the prophet will come in agreement. So obviously you've seen this prophet, this other prophet, he was coming in agreement with the works. He liked it. He liked it. He loved it. So he went to the man of God. So what happens in the church is they say they come in agreement with the, yeah, yeah, amen, amen. But then in their heart, they're like, no, they're like, uh-uh. Or, or another thing with who have this Ahab spirit is that they will see it in a different way than what God traded at. They'll twist because we all know in here that the devil is pervert. So what a pervert does, twist things. Is the devil is another way. What it what it actually not mean? Perverted. So then what happens? Then the other prophet or the other person that's supposed to God or the or the goat sort so to will speak and it'll be an opposing. Ahab will always come with an opposing word, the man of God. He will always come with something that 
gets into the minds of the first people that heard the first prophet. But twist Ahab's Ahab twist. You ever, you ever heard that game twist? Ahab's the master at it. Ahab will come and he'll take what the man of God decreed and he'll come up to the mic, come up whatever, go up to people individually, and he'll twist everything that. And now the person is set. Me feeling the joy of the Lord, and boom, Ahab comes and it closes that cloud up. And this is why we have well here, where sometimes we have strong word from God, and then people get talking, people get talking, and then why do why is there rebellion? Because Ahab's moving. Ahab's from behind, speak, and he's twisting, and he's turning, and he's turning everybody to the path to hell. And I'm telling you, we this we cannot tolerate this thing. That's why God is sending the spirit of Elijah to confront and present itself to Ahab, because God is so sick of the complacency. God is so sick of the compromise. You want to know how the spirit of Ahab enters you? You want to know how? It's not necessarily Jezebel, which I believe I don't know you guys believe. Ahab, an Ahab spirit will dwell in you through compromise, through toleration, toleration of the works of the devil. We are called by God to, to expose the works of the devil, and Ahab will tolerate it and let it happen. Ahab does, may not agree with it, but he'll let it happen, and he'll let it come into the mind. Every word that is spoken from this pulpit, every word that is spoken into the mind of the believer counts. And if you don't think it counts, you're wrong. You're totally wrong. Because they receive it, forget it. Now it's all twisted. Now we got to break things off. Now you got to come next Sunday, we get delivered again. Next Sunday, get delivered again. Get next Sunday, and it keeps going on and on and on. And you just can't get delivered forever because you keep listening to Ahab. You either sometimes, there's some people we have on the right that are operating in the spirit of Ahab, and then there's some people that tolerate. You talking about tolerating Jezebel. How about tolerating Ahab? Because if we don't tolerate Ahab, what is that? That cuts the string of Jezebel. Ahab, remember this. Ahab was king. He didn't have to marry Jezebel. He was already had it all in heart already. He was already rebellious. It says that Ahab walked in the sins of Jeroboam. So if he walked in the sins of rebellion, uh, 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 Jeroboam, what was Jeroboam? Rebellious, rebellious man. He already had the idols in his heart. He already had it all. And what is Ahab? He's the same thing. And this is what this man Ahab does. He comes in the church. He gets saved or he gets touched by God, whatever, but he still has it all here. He still has the same garbage, but except now he's confessing something else that he'd actually, that, that his heart is actually far from. That's what Ahab will do. He, he'll, he'll confess the Lord, he'll speak scriptures, but his heart is far, far from it all. Twist it all just to make his own gospel. Just to make his own God. Just to make his own Christ. And that's what they're doing out there in all those, in, in, in those church where, where it's all grace and all that. They're twisted. Ahab's twisted it all. Twist it all. Twist it all. Forget it. Now the whole, now, now, now what? Mercy, mercy, mercy is at the top. Love, 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 um, all the all the fun stuff that that. Now there's nothing wrong with mercy. There's nothing wrong with grace when it converts. And it comes to a point where your people that are headed to hell are being patted on the back and saying, "Keep going." No, not in Jesus Church. If you want to be a part of the church, you're not gonna have toleration. It says the song there said, "Arise and be silent, and not be, and not be silent. Arise and and speak." You understand that we are called not to. We're not called to necessarily expose God. Expose He has. To. He's not in the business of doing it, but He has. To. He has to part of will. But we are called to expose the works of Satan. It says that in the Bible. If you don't believe me, go read, go read Ephesians and Galatians. Both said we are called to expose the words of Satan. That is one of that is one of our calling. Because if we expose Satan, then get what happened? What happened when we expose Satan? Deliverance. Deliverance. Truth will set you free. So now we already know about Jeroboam. We already know about what Ahab, why Ahab said dwell in the in Jeroboam. Now let's go to Ahab. Ahab. Let's see what's up with my this guy. Okay. Okay, so now let's turn to turn. One King eighteen five. Okay, so now here we go. Ahab starting to run his own ministry, and Ahab said to Obadiah, "Go into the land of to all the springs of water and to all the brooks. Perhaps we may find grass, keep the horses and mules alive, so that we will not have to kill the livestock. Any livestock? Now what is he doing there? Ahab there is soaring up because he already turned from God. So inside of spirit, he knows. He already knows that he has no provisions. He's not with God. And I'll tell you this: anybody who has Ahab, you already know. You know deep down inside where you're, you know if you're 
really serving God or not. That's what I'm going to say today. That's what God said. You know deep down inside you're serving God or not. You can tell if you were truthful and honest, you can tell today. And it may seem you may have this cover up your heart that says, oh no, I serve God. You may lie to yourself. Deep down, you know it really. I'm talking about really serving God. Because Ahab still had God deep down somewhere inside, but he had everything else. And how, did, how many of you know that, that God cannot dwell with idols? God cannot dwell with devil. God cannot, you cannot serve two gods. So that's why we're going to pick who. So again, Ahab sends Obadiah. Obadiah, which is his, his uh, as you would call it, his uh, unit. Perhaps we may find grass to horse and mules alive, though, so that we will not have kill any left. So right here, one thing you can see with Ahab, stores up, store up. So he, t- he he's one of those people. He's, well, he knows the tribulation's coming. He's got a warehouse already. He's packing cookies, packing donuts, packing it all. He's ready. That's what you see on going the end, going on all the channels, all the preach saying, and of course the same people that's called it. The same people, and they're saying, store up, store up. You know, people I know getting getting refrigerators ready, they're getting all this stuff ready to provide itself. See, the problem is, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily something wrong with uh, stock, but there's something wrong with where your heart is. There's something wrong about how you are so worried about tribulation, or you're so worried about in general, if something happens, how am I going to get fed? Well, who are you relying on already? You're relying on yourself. So God is calling us to rely on him. I mean, Elijah, he was fed by the bird. He had meals given to him by angels. But who are you relying on heart to provide for this? Who are you relying on your heart to provide for now? Are you putting thousands thousands thousand dollars in the bank? Just so, just in case, you know, if I don't, just in case, if I end up being poor, leave that here. God, if God doesn't work, uh, you know, leave this here. I don't, you know, then that, that just destroys faith and all. This is what Ahab do. Ahab, when you have this dwelling of Ahab, your faith is being diminished day by day, by day, by day, by day. Because the more, the more you dwell and take part in it, the more you become relying on yourself instead of God. But we need faith, sir. We need to have, we can only these God with. And Ahab is going, supposed to be going from faith to faith, glory to glory. Ahab's going hell to hell from his own, his own works, his own works, himself, himself, himself. More and more, he's more prideful. He becomes more about himself. He becomes more about every nothing else. But it's all about it's all about king. King. He's got drink. He's with. Has all the women. Ahab, one of the things that got revealed to Ahab is very lust. He's a very covetous man. He always wants and wants and wants and wants that. And we're gonna get to a part where there's this man Naboth, and he has his he has a garden, and Ahab seeks after that. He seeks after that thing, kill Naboth's life, and take his garden. Another man's property. That's what Ahab will do. Covered her. Covets things. So obviously we know one of those people. You know, when you look at you look at TV or you look at other ministers and they're saying, store up, store up, store up. Ahab, that's Ahab. Ahab has no inheritance. Ahab doesn't got it. He doesn't got the real, because when you really have the indwelling of you really, really know that you're a child of God, you know that there's nothing more. You know that, that he is your provider. You know it. Ahab does not know it. He says it, but he does not know it. So because he does not know it, he takes his actions that are not of God. So then Elijah comes. Elijah presents himself to Ahab. And this is what is going to be real remnant. is going to be in dwelt spirit of Elijah. Really, it's after Elijah. Okay? And they're going to confront these things like it is today. The spirit of Elijah is right now. And he's confronting the spirit today because he will have no more. Because the Lord God will have no more with those who serve Baal, with those who serve other gods, with those who forsake God's covenant. God will have to send Elijah. And Elijah's here right now. And he says, is that you? This is Ahab speaking. And, and, and we're talking about in verse 17 of chapter of uh, 1 Kings 18. Verse 17. Is that you, O troubler of Israel? O troubler? Ahab, Elijah is a man of God. Sent by God on a man. And Ahab views this guy as a troublemaker. How many, haven't you seen those in the body of Christ? They're always, you troublemaker. You're always getting into competition. You're always coming in to disrupt the server. You're always coming in. I've been called, I've been called that a few times on Facebook. Oh, you troublemaker. Now you're, you can never keep quiet. You can never keep quiet. Is Elijah going to quiet? No. So Elijah's not, if not, Elijah didn't keep quiet, then he's not going to keep quiet today. He's going to speak it. And if you don't like it, go serve another king. God is going to draw the line. That's 
That's what he said to Ahab. He said, pick who you serve. And this was after he just did a mighty move, a mighty miracle in front of everybody. And they put their bowl on the stone. And he put his bowl on the stones. And he said, if your God is real, call him down. And nothing happened. He called his God down. He called the God, the God of that Jesus. And he came down with fire. And all the prophets of Baal were killed. And that's what he's saying. That's what he said. God be your God, serve God. Baal be, serve Baal. God would have rather, rather either have you hot or cold. Lukewarm spits you out. He knows this. He's tired of the lukewarm professed bringing. You know why God is sick of the lukewarm? Because they're bringing spirits in. And they may not even be doing anything. But that's problem. the problem. God's not going to have an army where there's men sitting around doing nothing. And guess what? Then when, if you're in an army and there's men sitting down, then what? Is, what is, the other soldier might take a rest. Oh, it must be fine. You know what? The army starts getting, everybody starts sitting down. Everybody's supposed to be in action. They start sitting down. They start sitting down. As soon as you know it, the whole army is taken over by the Ahab spirit. That's the problem. Ahab is nothing. How would it be if this whole congregation, if there was one person in the congregation that would have that and didn't do any place compromise, all that, he sat there and every single person was alive in here with the spirit of Elijah and, and, and shouted, you know what I mean? You know, the Holy Ghost. We don't need to explain it. And that one guy's sitting there. Wouldn't that one guy feel? But then it comes to a point where it gets demonic because then, oh, Joe, then they start sitting down, they start one person after another. One person after another. Ahab, first domino and domino effect. Once he goes down, forget it. Everybody's down with and he and, and behind the scenes, Ahab, behind the scenes, where he operates. Jezebel makes herself known. Jezebel makes herself known and says, I'm, says, I'm Jezebel, I'm taking over. Obviously, we have spiritual, we discern Ahab, this spirit, he does quiet, he does lies. He's behind the scenes, he's not getting up at the mic all the time, he's not saying much. But then when he goes and hangs out, with the congregation outside, forget it, man. He's all he's front and center, twisting everything that he heard that they heard. And and necessarily, people, these people are not necessarily doing this on purpose, but it's just that they the spirit that they have about them that they will simmer down, they will simmer down the zeal of God, that they will sugarcoat everything, that they will just be a little more. Let's be a little more. They will, you know what the spirit of Ahab is all about? The spirit of Ahab is all about balance. Balance. Now, I mean, you know, we need, we do need mercy, we do need truth, we need them both. But the balance that this spirit is talking about, don't be because this spirit is talking about a balance zeal and being a little like down to everybody else's place and 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 trying you know what i mean it's like the demonic and they, they say balance and they're basically saying be less de- zealous you know lovey duck oh less zealous don't make it go crazy don't make us up don't stir us up all the time you gotta stir us up sometimes you gotta know sometimes and there's a time for everything but when your heart is in the wrong place about it when your heart is in a place where you're talking about balance where you're preventing zeal of god is it preventing what god is doing that is demonic thing we're talking and all those churches that's balance no first of all let me tell you something when it comes to balance we cannot balance ourselves we not. And if we do that, then we are the boast. But when we go after God with all zeal and with all, all, all of we got and give our lives, we put it all on the altar, then balance out the way it's supposed to. We can come. This is the word of God. And this will be aligned with the word of God. Only God can do it. Or else you might as well God. If you can balance yourself out and you can say it the right time on your own, then be God. You know, uh, basically what they're saying, talking about balance, um, you know, put yourself on the altar, but you know, your bottom off. No, don't put, every, don't put your whole life on the altar. Put, you know, this part, that part, and this part. Spirit does put its written. This is another demonic. They want to do things and put things and get rid of things when they're ready. Oh, I'm not ready for that yet. Oh, I'm not ready to lay down that yet. Hold on. That's time. God knows. Have you ever heard those? God knows. I need time. Give me a, give me a minute, okay? Just go sin another week. Just go do this another week. Let me just leave this another week. See if it works. No. I'm telling you, brother, you're not. I'm telling you that you're not born again. You were really born again. You can only be born again when you lay it all down. Just go right out and say it. You can only be born again. You can only be saved if you lay it all down. You have, still have to hold an arm? There's something wrong. There's something wrong about it. There's still things that you've been holding on forgetting. You may be, you may be backslide what is those things gonna do okay here's god and here's the world you're still holding on things onto things that are in the world and you're trying to get to god but what wait to the world holding you down so you're actually not gonna have this gonna keep you're gonna try trying to go this is what and this is why the ahab spirit will get religion this is where the ahab spirit gets religion then because it could just because you
you can just, in the spirit, you can just give it all up, come to Christ, and start uh, making, renewing your mind. But Ahab's spirit try, it hasn't even got there yet. And he's trying to get to the, to, to the mark of the high calling. He's trying to get there, but he can't because all the idols are pulling down. All the idols, everything that he's still holding on to, pulling him down. And then he'll get religious, starting to try, he's starting to strive, he's starting to strive. That's what the spirit does, strive. Striving, striving, can never be sad. still weighted down by what's going on that's, that still has soul ties. And soul ties necessarily, soul tie could be a thing, it could be anything. Anything that takes over the forefront of your mind. Anything that your heart is so, so, so on. Your heart should be fully given to God, fully dedicated. To, and if your heart is on anything else, your heart is so into every something else, you got another God to serve, and that's you back. And that's why you can't get delivered. That's why you can't have zeal. That's why you can't, God can't give zeal. God can't bless what is cursed. If you are, you are connected to things, you have a curse on you. Because that, that thing that is, is an idol in your life, another God. And other, other gods are cursed. Other gods are from the devil. The devil's an accursed man. So when you're ingrained with the devil, you're actually accursed. You can't bless. You can tithe, do everything. But I'm telling you, if you have not forsake it all, forget it. Or you might as well walk out the door now and do it. Because only doing you giving your life. We are a living sacrifice. And you're making the word of God to no effect yourself. You're doing this to yourself. This is most of the problems that we have in church. Is actually really the problem in church is that nobody wants to count, wants to pay the cost. Nobody wants to lay it down. The Ahab spirit, he does not want to lay it. He wants to keep it all. See, he still had God in his heart. Because there's even a moment where he repents. But he goes back. Actually, we can go there right now. If you go to 1 Kings, and I had a whole stuff. God has a plan. If you go to 1 Kings 21, now before this, Ahab with condemnation. The Bible says that. Kill him all that. And then if you go to 1 Kings uh, 21, 28, it says now here, And the word of the Lord came to Elisha the Tishbite, saying, See how Ahab has humbled himself before me. Because, because he has humbled himself before me, I will not bring calamity in his days. And the days of his son, I will bring the calamity on, I will, I will, I will, son, I will bring the calamity on his house. So he's saying he's not going to bring calamity. He's not going to. God promised calamity. God said he was going to bring terror to his house. And now, because Ahab, it says, uh, in 25, but hold on, it says somewhere here. Yeah, 27, it says that he stripped himself of sackcloth and humbled himself. So Ahab came to a place where he humbled himself. But then if you go to 22, chapter 22, now he's back into the hope again. He humbles Ahab. He comes, looks humble, looks humble right back, is right back into everything that he said he was, everything that he supposedly was right back. And this is God's problem. thing. God's problem is not to repent. He loves, but once you repent, stay repentant. Once you repent, stay on that path. See, Ahab will say, yes, 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 God, but won't walk it. They say it every week. They say it every week. Yes, God, but they don't walk. So real quick, oh yeah, go back real quick. Actually, you don't have to go back, go back. It's here. So verse 28 of chapter 18. This is another thing that God showed. So this is when they were all, when the idols were on the, were on the altar and the fire was being called down to God is God. Okay, and one of the things you can notice Ahab and his prophet Balaam are calling their God down is in verse 28. It says, so they cried aloud and cut themselves as there was, as was their custom with knives and lances till the blood gushed out on them. You know what God said about that? Ahab, self-guilt. Ahab, He's always beating himself up. He's always condemning himself. Always, you know, that's what that's what their custom was spiritually for us. That means that Ahab's spirit always. These are the these are this Ahab. Oh, oh, but come short of the Lord. That's their time. Oh, it's okay. No, that's no. Everybody has fallen short, and they're and they're saying that, and they're going right back in. And they all they all beating themselves up. We're supposed to be manifested in sons of the living God, and they come up with that that they're always beating themselves up. Oh, we're sinners, sinners. Oh, oh, I'm weak. I'm weak. They're always repeating that I'm weak. I hear it in some of the songs on, on, on Joy FM that always. Always saying, I said, they, uh, 
I, I know we're supposed to give ourselves up, but we are strong by the power of God. And this is what they have done, self up. It's always, it's always, oh, you can't do this. That's what it always does. It's always hurt beating self up. The devil, they have does this cut himself. Not, not, maybe. Not really. I'm not, not talking about that. I'm talking about spiritually. Spiritually, it's always, he's always cutting himself, saying, I'm not going to get there. I'm not always. And it's no. Let's go great. Follow God and be anointed and have the power of God to forget to deny the what nice Christ. Believe. He doesn't see it. He doesn't believe it. Okay. So Ahab is self condemned or something. Oh, Ahab. Yeah. Ahab always, always self up. Okay. So then when we get here to uh, chapter 20, we start going verse 3 and down. Ahab, there was, there was something going on where another land came to Ben Hadad and they came against the house. They came against Israel and they came against Ahab. Okay. And they were going to come in and take all the all, all Ahab's wives, all everybody, plant the livestock, everything. And Ahab said no. He didn't tolerate. Of course, Ahab will tolerate Jezebel. Ahab will talk, talk about the, uh, you know, will, will uh, tolerate the works of the enemy. But Ahab will not tolerate that something that comes against what he has, something that come against his blessing, something that come against comes against what he owns. He gets very not tolerate. He won't tolerate. He, he tolerates things for the kingdom of God, but when it comes for his own kingdom, to, he does not tolerate. No, you don't touch my call. No, it's my call. That's what I. And then when the devil, the devil comes, forget it. He'll be the first one up speaking against. It. That's all about a king. So then Ahab makes treaty with Ben Hadad because Ben Hadad and his soldiers they said, oh well, Ahab's the most, and you can see it there. It says it there, and uh, starting down in verse thirty-one, it says Ahab's kingdom is the most merciful kingdom on the whole earth. So maybe they'll give us mercy. Then they want to come in. So then what happens is that whole thing happens, and then he makes a treaty, a peace treaty with Guy Ben Hadad. But the problem with this is Ahab was actually actually ended up getting them. What happened was prophet came. Uh, it doesn't say his name. It's kind of weird. Um, so anyway, another prophet here, as you see in thirty-seven. So the prophet, something weird happened. Well, the prophet says, "Strike you, another man, strike." Like, and then the guy didn't do it, and the guy got ate by a lion. Says so the guy, guy got killed by a lion. Then he says to another guy, strike, struck the prophet. God was actually commanding this, struck the prophet and and wounded. Him. And then what happened was prophet he put like tape over the wound, and he and he waited for Ahab to come on the, to roll by this chariot. And now this whole thing that he's doing was God was showing something about it. So so and he hasted. So the king of Israel said to him, uh, Oh no, what happened? So he says. Your servant went out to the midst of the prophet talking to Ahab. Your servant went out to the midst of the battle, and there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, Guard this man. If by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life, and else and else you shall pay a talent of silver. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. Then the king of Israel said to him, So shall your judgment be. You yourself are, have decided it. So God has shown him. So he said, So he got the guy told him that this, this happened. This guy said, Guard the man, and he guarded the man. But then he's busy doing things, and then the man got off, and then he said, they have, but what should I, the guy, um, he said, God said, if I don't fight, the guy said, if I don't do this, I don't get away, my life shall be fair. So Ahab said, so Ahab says this, so shall your judgment be. You yourself decided it. You decided it. And this is something because God, two things that God revealed, because God, the, okay, this is what God to us. We have, we'll have really people that are really going after and they mess up, okay? And Ahab, instead of saying, go to the bold throne of grace, Ahab will say, now, doubt, bring fear. And now you, now you pay for it. But to those that are still living, that will want repentance and they still go back into their sin, he'll say, Oh, okay, man, go to the boldest uh, the throne of grace. So he's very wicked man. Tell the guy that's actually has his right in his heart with Lord to uh to that your judgment coming. And the one that he's supposed to tell that to, the other one, he'll say, Oh, um, okay, go throne of grace, and the guy goes right back. So you see how wicked he is. He justifies the, he's caused the good things, he calls the evil things good, and the good things is what Ahab does. Calls see the problem is he cannot comprehend what's good and evil because Ahab's thinking perverted and twisted. So he can't comprehend. Your thinking is perverted and twisted. You can't what is what can't necessarily judge it. So Ahab necessarily the type of man that spiritual man that judges all things he judges things from a carnal perspective he judges things from his own judgment therefore he's judging righteous he's not he's not really he's 
dwell with spirit. And this is a, this is a hard thing because some people in the church have the spirit and are are fire for God and, and their souls dwell in their mindsets and they're they're missing. They have the spirit of error on them, and that's why you see them going off to the antichrist spirit. That's why you see them going off, uh, coming getting pops of government because they have no they have no protection. God. They have no wealth in God because they started and and mind they have spirit. He gets twisted. God gave gives them over to it because of his idol worship, because of rebelling. He's not naturally want to uh, the word of God. He's always fighting, always fighting, always a problem. Ahab is a man that's always, always something with him. You just sometimes you can't even put your finger on it, but there's always something with it. It sounds good when he speaks. It sounds good when he's decreeing something, but it twists something that's not right. It has living. Okay, so then he says, and he hastened to take the bandages away from his eyes, and the king of Israel recognized him as one of the prophets. Then he said to them, thus says the Lord, because you have let uh, let uh, slip out of your hand a man whom I appointed to utter destruction, therefore you shall uh, go for your his, for his life and your people for his people. So the king of Israel went to his house suddenly and displeased and came to Samaria. So what happened? God is showing something happened. Hadad. Ahab was supposed to come against Ben Hadad because Ben Hadad was actually look out showing Ben Hadad was actually coming against kingdom of God. Ahab ruler. So Ahab instead of going after the enemy, he just decided to you know let's protect my things, let's protect my blessings, but let's not take out the enemy that's a threat to our land. And this is what God was showing him: a man that I appointed Ben Hadad, I appointed him for utter destruction, and you let him slip out of out of out of your hand. And now what, what was supposed to happen to him is going to happen to you. So. Ahab went home condemned. He went home displeased. He went home sullen. So Ahab was supposed to. A lot of the times, Ahab was very damn, very, uh, very way down, very guilty all the time. He's always, you know, the same guy. He's cutting, cutting himself spirit. The reason why one of the things that is most problem with Ahab is that not go in front the 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 works, see the works of the enemy. But as long as it's not touching his stuff. It's not, it's, not, it's not a threat to blessings. It's not a threat to what's going on. So let me uh, just protect my stuff. I won't, I won't protect anybody. So this guy, Ben-Hadad, is, is sent by the devil. And now he's running around. Because now he allows him in, in Israel to hang out. And now he, he's, he's, he's going through all the flock. All the flock. And, and the spirit bringing. But Ahab, as long as he, he's protected, it's all good. And that's the problem church. Church of Ahab is always about blessed stuff. He's good. Okay, great day. I'm talking about church. There, as long as the blessings protect, you know, we don't have to front it. We don't have to speak out against it. We don't have to expose it. It's not a threat to it really is a threat. Any work of the devil that comes around the anointing is 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 threat. Because Ahab is more worried about his stuff. He's not worried about the God. He's so focused on family, all that all that he has, but he's not focused on kingdom. He's not here to protect the word of God. He's not here to to bring out the deception of mine. That's self self. Always about his things. As long as my things are protected, I don't care about the God. The kingdom of God protect itself, and that's the problem. God's dealing with things because if it's going to be in His church, it's not His fruit, so He ain't going to deal with it. And that's why He's bringing the spirit of Elijah to confront it because. God, we're supposed to love God first and then love everybody else. God, but Ahab doesn't believe that. He love yourself first, then you love God. You, want, you can love God if you want. You serve God to the fullest if you want. And he'll say, serve God, but he'll say, okay, now push the limit. Now push. Now go, 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 have deal. Go further. Go further. Say, no, you're safe. Okay, man. Safe. Don't worry about it. Just protect things. Make sure nobody, no, make sure nobody saw you or, or robs bless. It's okay. But he has never pointed to the kingdom of God to be zealous for the kingdom of God and protect his things. Elijah was a very humble man. He may have appeared to prophets. He may have appeared to prophets very bold. Ahab, one of the things he'll do is he'll mistake, he'll mistake boldness pride. He's one of those guys that when he sees, you know, like I remember with Shane, he was, before I met him, a very bold guy. And the people that I was around, they always said, oh, but God, when God showed me hard, I was, this guy, this guy is deal. That's boldness. See, they, they couldn't see it because they were unrighteous. An unrighteous man looks at the righteous and says, oh, you're so self-righteous, oh, you all pride. But a re- but one who is really the heart, see that the man is is sent from God and bold and it's the year of the Lord. You see, pride is always pointing everything back to self. Now, when you're all about the kingdom, you're you don't care what happens to yourself. You care what, what happens, but as long as King Tech, as long as the kingdom is 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 being manifested, as long as kingdom, as long as God is saying is being said, as long as the Spirit is doing.
doing is being done. That's what a real man, and that's what Elijah was worried about. He said, I've been zealous for the Lord God because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant. He's been zealous because of that. He's been zealous because that they worship other gods. What it says in the Bible there in a couple couple chapters back, which I mentioned before. And he was zealous because they're coming, they're bringing them of darkness. This is what a real man of God does. And Ahab, he's, the, he's one of those preachers that go up. He always talks about the blessed. The blessed. I'm not talking, I'm not coming against the blessed. I'm not coming against any of that. It's good. We, we do have a blessed. We do have an inheritance. But when that becomes the focus and Jesus does it, that's demonic. You're putting the blessing. So Ahab, what he's after, what God told me in the car actually when I was away here. He said, Ahab is so focused, so ingrained in the things that God gives. That is that is what Ahab's real inheritance is. Is things that God gives bless a man of God's inheritance, God himself. God himself inherits. Now I'm not saying we don't get blessed by God. God doesn't give us anything that God doesn't reward the faith. But God's real sons and daughters of himself will actually just be satisfied with just him. And they can't get enough until they get him. They can be poor, they can be rich. Doesn't matter. They all they want is him, and that's what they'll be satisfied and happy. Ahab will not be happy if finances are gone, this is gone, but it'd be far from God, you know what I mean? As long as finances are good, forget it, it's fine. As long as his finances, as long as school, as long as car, as long as wife, as long as daughter, as long as nobody said, we're good, we're good. We don't have to worry about nothing. I'm telling you, that's such a demonic thing. And it's going around the church and I'm sick of, you know what? And then they say, oh brother, we have a blessing. Get out of here. We do have a blessing. You're right about that. But when you're so focused on it and you make that your God, the blessings of God become, the blessings of God can become your God. You need to let God be your God. And if he blesses you, he blesses and be satisfied with what he gives. Now, obviously the word of God has a lot of promise for us. And we know that. And we know that if we're really walking in the kingdom, we are blessed children. And our father, if our father is a millionaire, we're going to be being inheriting a lot. We're going to have a lot on our, on our hands. We're going to have, I mean, he talks about it in the book of Revelation, of gold, houses, all that. But we should not be covered. I told you Ahab would cover. But men and women of God, they are only, only one. It doesn't matter. Those things don't matter. I don't care. This is what a man of God said. I don't care if I go, if I don't see the gold. I don't care if I don't see the houses. I don't care if I don't have the money. As long as I have God and I'm in his word and I'm getting more of him, that's all that I care about. I'll tell you a little testimony about myself, not to boast of myself, but so that you know, I was living when I first gave my life to Christ, first started following, okay? I was, I couldn't even, me and Aaron couldn't pay for rent that was, we couldn't even pay it. But at the time, and like I said, I'm giving you this so you understand better. At the time, I got converted. So I, and I seen, and I saw the miracle weeks, and I became so zealous for the Lord that I would tell God if I don't, I, I get more poor. I don't care if I, you know what, end up on the street. I just, I just want to eat this word every day of my life and not stop. I just want more. I just want to have zeal. I just I just want to be on fire for him. I want to go to the nations. I want to do this. I want to be, I just want God. And in that, when in my heart being like that, I set my heart on him and then the blessing and then things came. Now I have rent that's triple, quadruple times what I had to pay and now I can pay it easily because I was focused on the Lord and not the, the blessing. I wasn't sitting there like, you can ask my wife. I wasn't sitting there like, God, all day, all day. And then that's hindering me. So I left that aside and said, you know what, God? And this is what God did. Seek, follow, obey, focus, and be blessed. It's like everything. See, if you go to, you look at the hand hands of God, you look at his blood, what he gives you, it's not going to come back around to so focused on that. But when you come back to God, you come all the way to his heart, you come around to him. If you look at it, if you have a vision, then his hands come around you, which bless you. But when you're so out of, and you're out of his hands, at the hands that, that can bless you, it's not going to come back around. You're just going to be covering and it's going to be right there, but you can't get it. But it's in God's heart. And then he's traveling. And then he can, and then he call you blessed. Can't believe. Amen. We're pretty much done here. So Ahab repent the man. And I want to point one more thing out. We're pretty much done going to the Bible. Uh, and then it says here in uh, chapter 22, verse 23. Now Ahab has his own man. Ahab has Jezebel most back of mine. Ahab doesn't have it doesn't have to be a Jezebel to be an Ahab. 
that in mind. There does not have to be a Jezebel around for their DNA. Ahab's covered. Ahab, everything that we just spoke about. Jezebel comes in as an asset to Ahab. Jezebel comes in as something that he is drawn to. But that doesn't necessarily... Ahab can be in a single man's life. Ahab can be in a single woman's life. It does you do not have to be married. You do not have to even be around anybody to have an Ahab spirit. Okay? An Ahab man, generally a man who will come after the things of God, but do the greatest sin that Ahab did, turn away. Now he'll still profess and he'll turn away in his heart. And then he starts compromising and then all the compromise and all the, and all the uh, tolerance, he starts being man. Nah. He starts being this man that's always passive aggressive. What's one thing Ahab really is very, uh, the right passive aggressive, very, uh, placent, very bold. He's not a righteous man. It's the only right to be bold. If you're bold, the boldness is a fruit of being right. You know that the Bible says, it actually says, it says that in the Bible that the the righteous are bold as a lion. The righteous, not the unrighteous. The unrighteous may be bold for their own king. Ahab's bold for his own king, but he's not bold for God's king. You tell. Okay, so Ahab will have his own string of people. He'll have his own prophet. He'll have his own fivefold. And this is how God exposes. This is how God exposes ministry. Okay, now one thing, uh, now one thing here, before we get to that real quick, I just want to mention and go with it. Micah, the prophet, went to warn Ahab after he repented, but he went to go warn him again. And this is what Ahab said in his heart. And you can see it here in verse 8 of 22. So the Lord, there is still one man, Micah, by whom uh, we may inquire of the Lord. Because they were looking for somebody to inquire of God for a word. So Ahab was actually looking after he repented. He was looking for God to speak. But get this. But I hate him. He said, I hate talking to the prophet Micah. That's that, that one in the land of God. But I hate him because he does not prophesy good concerning me. But evil. Ahab so worried about being told, so worried about, the, okay, now I repented. Now can I get something good? Now can I get told how blessed I am? How great I am going? Can I get a word of, word of encouragement? Don't know. Doesn't scripture say? Repenting. Actually, it says resort. Say, So then Micah comes and Ahab's like this. Now listen, the word of the prophets with one accord encouraged king. Please let your word be like the word of them and speak encouragement. Ahab, this is what Ahab always think that, because I've seen this spirit up in operation. And I'll tell you this, uh, I've seen the spirit of an operation here. The Ahab spirit is so worried. Well, make sure you encourage. So worried about encourage, encouragement, encourage, 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 until, my goodness, no rebuke, no correction, and then everybody's walking. There's nothing wrong with encouraging brotherly. Let's go. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong. But when you're all about that, that's the problem. This is what Ahab's all about. It's all about courage. Oh, just encourage them. Don't. Oh, just encourage. I just want to go for a word of encouragement. I'm not looking to get correct. When actually, you should be wanting to get rebuked and corrected more than you want encouraged. You know why you want? You should want that more? Okay, it says, a, a wise man set correction so that he, he, accept, he appreciates that he may walk in the right ways of the Lord. So you're, if you're really concerned about the ways of God and, and being like God, be, being like Jesus, if you're more, if you're so concerned about that, then why are you worried about correction? Why do you hate? I'll tell you why. Correction, because the Ahab spirit is after, and if it's, he's getting corrected, that means going away from his own kingdom, and he has, now he has to God. Oh, why do I gotta go to God? Why do I gotta focus on God? You're always focusing back on God. You're always that guy. Well, you're walking in bad ways. You're walking in ways of self. You're walking the way to hell. So Ahab is all about, it has to, it has to encourage him. So I feel like Ahab wants to come to serve him. He wants to feel like part of it. He wants to feel like he's in the spirit. He wants to feel it. It's always those spiritual ones. They always want to feel like and, and conjure it up. They want to get religious. They want to conjure up the Holy Spirit because they want themselves, but they also want God in their heart. Let's say they want God and they gave themselves up in their heart. They want, they want both. You can't have both. You can't have both. So Ahab, he told the thing today. You can't have self and have God's care.
And that's why Ahab's cursed. You telling me this right now, you should want to be correct because you will be exposed to anything that is not of God, any hidden thing, any dark. And then you can be like Jesus and go up to that demon and say, Satan, there's no darkness in me. Come out of him in the mighty name of Jesus. And that thing comes out. But those are wise I like. But it says that the scoffer scoffs at correction. Only telling you what the Bible says. So don't get mad at me. Get mad at the Bible. Get mad at you getting mad at the Bible. This is this is the word of God. If you didn't know, this is Jesus right here in faith. If you ever wanted to know what Jesus looked like, what you're looking at, because it says Jesus is the word. The word is has okay. So Jesus has been with God's the beginning, right? But it doesn't necessarily mention Jesus' name in Genesis, does it? No. It says the word was with God. This is the first sentences of Genesis. The word was with God. So if Jesus the word who was with God. When you you want more Je- Jesus was objection. Jesus was on this earth. This is a projection of the word of God. He was a projection of the word. So if you want to be a projection of Jesus, if you want to be a projection of the word in on this earth, you need to you need to take it all in. Don't rebel against it. See everything it has for you. And it's gonna be burning up. It's gonna hurt. That's the fire. That's what it's all a part of. Of course you're not gonna like the flesh being burnt out. It's flesh. Doesn't Paul even say it too? He says I do things that I don't want to do because I don't want things that I don't want to do the things that I'm supposed to. We want flesh, but we give that up for God. And that's what we do when we give up our wants and receive all in all of his will and get it and we'll be projected like we'll be projected like the God in the last. This is the key to the manifestation of the sons of God. And if there's any doctrine, if there's any false doctrine that taints this word, well then you got a problem eating the word, but it's tainted. And this is why the false doctrines need to be revealed. Because we're eating the word. Some people aren't, aren't eating the word, and there's some people that eat the word, but it's but it's not the word. The word twisted up from Ahab. The real why the false doctrine exposed. And God said that these wicked spirits, Jezebel, all of them, he will. If you do not, he's talking to the leaders, I think of uh, Lacedonia, one of the seven churches, he says, if you do not come against things, if you do not come against the works of Nicolaitis, all that, I will wage war from my mouth with a sharp sword, a double-edged sword. I will wage war and come against. I'm telling you, if any church out there it's not, it stays in toleration, God's, God's wage war. God himself will wage war at your church. He will wage war against every word that's a prophet. There's going to be things exposed. And we're going to see right here how Ahab gets exposed. So then Ahab, so then the Lord said to him, okay, so uh, Micah wanted to, wanted to uh, these pro, uh, false prophet deal. He wanted them to be exposed. So God said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. The loving God lying to the devil. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And I will go out and be a lying spirit. This is God talking in the mouth of all. And this is, and if you didn't know, this is in 22 of 1 Kings verse 21. So 21 starts off, then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. The Lord said to him, in what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him to prevail and go out and do so. Therefore, look, the Lord has put put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours. And the Lord has declared a disaster against the Lord. The Lord himself sent out a lying spirit on the prophet. And this is the judgment of God in many churches. Is that don't be men in Ahab's ministry. Ahab himself can't. Can't. They have this thing with a natural liar. They're a natural liar. You have these guys that prophesied. It's like one of his other prophets who went to the other, the real prophet of God and said, an angel stood before me. And he said, come and eat. What was he doing? Lying too. And that was the prophet. The prophet. Lying. And that's what we have all going out there, guys. We have these guys lying. On t- we have these guys lying in churches saying they had this and that experience. And they had this and this happened and that happened. All so they can support their false doctrine because you know what? Their false doctrine can't be supported by power. God doesn't bless. Curse. God doesn't put a blessing on something that is against. So he reveals that he exposes 
And when God exposes a thing, it's not so, he's not, he's not trying. Okay, God wants everybody, man, to say it's hard, okay? But in order for those people to get right, they're wrong. So an exposure, God will expose so that they can even, because when you're exposed, you know, you ever had them, everybody, anybody ever been exposed or you had them? And then you just know the things that were in your heart, they come out now, come to life. But you, you look at it as curse. I look at it as mercy. I look at it as, as grace from God. Every, there's new blood on the altar. Every day, we're getting a chance. As long as still here, just you getting up in the morning, be able to live is another chance for you to grow. Nobody wants to be exposed. And then, and then for the ones that are deceived, for the ones that are being deceived by these liars, they can finally see that the guy was actually a false prophet. So obviously when this whole thing with the chosen Israel, chosen Israel, you can see the false prophets already speak that all directly in the Bible. I mean, come on, how, how much more are you deceived? And, that, and when you see things like that, then you know this guy is, uh, is preaching false doctrine. Then you know, oh snap, he's preaching false doctrines. I need to stop listening to him. I need to go to the Holy Spirit and I need to get myself right. And that's what happens to exposure. And then maybe the guy, well, maybe he'll turn his heart one day and then he'll say, I'm saying it says that Jesus is the only way, and I'm saying that they can go to find it. So everybody's so nervous about it, so mad about it being exposed. Mercy is something God's doing out of it. God is not God does not want his whole creation to hell, but he's got to do something about it. And we may not like what he does, but how else is he gonna save us? Because we need to some of us need to slap the weight. Okay, so that's really it for that. And then I just have a note. I'm gonna go over here. Time is it? Like, man, am I going that long? <laughs> so I only have a gnosis. Um they have always tried to do prophet. Wanna go a little depth? They have always time the prophet comes against they have always try to speak an awful word or contradict the prophet apostle always oh yeah and i wanted to point out uh, another thing jezebel if you don't believe that jezebel okay everybody Guatemala. so that guy okay jezebel was the church right the guy on the mountain okay so he the leader of the congregation he was half congregation okay you see them who allowed that jezebel prophet come in ahab ahab allowed it as easy as ahab can get rid of it he allowed as easy as he let it in he it didn't start with that, that okay when we go back to that situation i hope that happened you guys you know um jezebel did he did that jezebel prophet he start the ministry did he own that ministry king that Pastor, that Ahab passed. He owned the men. He can call the shots. He can get rid of the guy. He allowed. This is why, amen. He allowed. And then what does this guy? What does this guy do? He comes and gives us a thing so we donate money to Ahab. He's worried about his thing. Worried about his finances. Yeah, stuff is serious. This is ministries around them. And I mean, we're, we're so lucky that we have leaders that will not like to will not tolerate this. And that's why it doesn't get up front. That's why it doesn't get up because it's not tolerate. I tell you what, though, this is it is does float around the congregation. We will not. And this is why God's bringing his word because God will not let it happen. God will not let it happen. And just like I told you guys the other day, I told you guys the other day when I talked about rebellion, I said that we're all in rebellion, but I'm not going to be the one that takes. I'm going to be the one that's God. Do. And just like in this situation too, we we all may be troubling some of us, and I even think myself. I'm, I'm included first thing this might, why, maybe why I got even birth but I'm not gonna be the one that sits there and stands I'm gonna speak out against against so that not only may, may I be delivered but, it, but anybody else and I've seen it may be delivered and this is why this word is so important today because Ahab keeps his stuff going there's gonna be more just more and it's gonna it's gonna start heating up and not gonna happen and that's what happened happened in that other ministry he allowed it and now what and now that Ahab he's that that guy was that prophet was pretty bold wasn't it? that 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 Jezebel prophet he was pretty bold I mean I tried to hold him back he was yanking me all pretty bold and look every Everybody flocked him. Everybody was, oh, they were celebrating him. And they don't even know that they're celebrating false prophets. That's terrible. That's worse heard all week. back to that. That's why it's not even, we think it's that, that prophet problem. Not allowed judge, only a judge for that church. Because the guy at the front, the problem. Mr. Ahab at the front, the pastor was the problem. He is the real problem. So we're looking out at all him, at him, Jezebel prophet. Oh, 
got corner. But really, this guy back here, quiet, quiet, doesn't like confrontation. That's another thing about Ahab, doesn't like confrontation. Ahab does not like confrontation. And every time there's confrontation and the whole congregation, congregation gets joy, Ahab shouldn't have done it. Or we shouldn't have stirred up, stirred things up. Or we shouldn't have. But Ahab, see, Ahab will stir things up for everybody's opinion. But when God stirred things up for his word, for sake of his word, that's right, that's be, that's right to confront. See, Ahab will come in and he'll get in comfort. Jezebel will get, get in confrontation. So that Jezebel always um, stirred Ahab up. But what was Jezebel always stirring up? Ahab? Jezebel was always stirring up his want. What his his kingdom, his own king, never stir him up about the God. And that's why it all depends. Confrontation birthed out of person, their own their own wants, or is it birthed because of the technical word of God? Is it coming to wage war with fear? So you got to look at his heart's whole thing. Obviously, these other guys that that the guy the prophet, he was he got he got he started first of all with the way he was acting. But see, it would have been right if he was standing for the word of God. But he was coming against the word of God and and doing his own king. And then when we came, Shane came, that pleasing. Now confrontation. Now things are going to get exposed. Now people are going to start waking up. Ahab always wants promises to pay the price. He's whipped around by every doctor. Watch and watch and flowing. This guy to that guy and this guy and that guy and they'll catch each other. He's always, he's always, one day a guy come back and back forth. False doctor, a good doctor. can never be stable. Not a stable man. That's actually the next thing I have. Unstable man. Ahab is so unstable. Can't together. Not together. He'll be up one day and he'll be down the next. So Ahab forsakes some. Ahab doesn't forsake all. He forsakes, he does forsake all, but he doesn't forsake all of himself in the world. He forsakes God, all of God. So Ahab is forsaking all, forsaking all from God. Ahab has a true lack, has a lack, true zeal. He hates judgment. He hates chastening. He hates punishment. He hates rebuke. He hates reproof. He hates the word rebuke in general. He cannot appreciate correction. Uh, one of the things God would show me with Ahab, very lust. Obviously, we would say covenant, very lust, very lust. He's very into pornography because he's always about pleasing himself. He has that man pleasing. He's always has that has that uh, self-pleasing spirit. He always falls back into the same things that he used to do. He will agree with the word of God, but take in a different way or oppose the word. Or he'll take the word of God, accept it, receive it. But then he'll go and come against what he does or, or, or you know, preach. He always wants joy and love, but doesn't want to count, pay the cost. He always, that's what Ahab desires to love the most. Ahab is very coveter. He just feels joy. It's all about joy. Protecting my joy, protecting my joy. My joy and my love are good. We're good. Straight. But it's not real love. It's not glory. So he's always after that, but he's never after the Lord. So because he's after the joy and all that, that's just a, an aspect of coveting and his self-easy spirit. He just wants to feel good. He just, if the if service was just all about, he would just, oh my God, goodness. Ahab's spirit would have a ball. He would have a ball. He would love it if he didn't know. Now Ahab started, as I saw, started seeing things. He stood against him. Say it. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally, brother. He'll, everything. You'll talk to him. You'll talk to the, the man that has, or woman that has an Ahab spirit. Everything's online. Everything's on point. Everything looks good. Everything sounds good. But then when you see him in action, then when you see him preaching the word, it's all mixed. It's all mixture of these relations from deeds of, of, of self, of man worship, of idol worship. It's all mixed things in the world. They're always 11. 11 preachers are born out. Those who preach the left, preach 11. Preach a word that's 90% truth and 10% a lie. Those birth, these are men and women that have brought in other things because of, because of their want. Because they have not killed that part of themselves. So the church, think about it. Their desires of the world, their joint peace, worldly. This one last thing, and that's it. Um, one thing God really showed me is that Ahab... Ahab is always, when I say always, it never stops. Every week, every day, always, always, everybody say always, under which, always. And he's wondering why. Well, why is there witchcraft? There must be something going on in the house. There must be something going on in the house. Ahab, it's just you, Ahab. You're the one that's doing the witchcraft. And if anything, you're not only doing witchcraft yourself, you're doing witchcraft to everybody else. And that's why today, the spirit of Elijah is going to come and there's going to be deliverance help. And, I, and I'm talking about myself first, first one today. And we're not going to deal with things. We're not going to be complacent. We're not going to be living on, you know, sleeping all the 
time. Spirit, we're not going to be lukewarm. We're not going to deal with compromise. We're not going to be like Eli. Eli and, Eli and Ahab are cousins. You know that one? They're cousins. They're both compromised. They're both complacent. They're both uh, part, show partiality. They're always that type of guy that he just does. He's not doing any wrong. He's not good. He's just out of the, he's out of the loop, you know? He's not the focus. not like so. He's not the problem of everything. He's not, you know, at the top at the same time. He's not most zealous at the same time. He's right there in the middle. Just uh, coast to coast. He doesn't want to. If God was a was a was a the mile per hour gauge, Ahab didn't want to press it all the way. That's to keep it at to keep it at forty and hundred mile per hour zone. He doesn't want to press it all the way. He's scared. Ahab's scared. Well, what if I? This is what Ahab says. What if I follow God? What if I follow God all the way and I give my life? Then I get killed. What if I follow God? What if? What if? What if? What if? That's the song he sings. The song he sings is what if? What if? What if? What if? And that's why Ahab sits at the back of the church. He barely shows up. He's always saying what if? What if that? What if? What if that? He's always trying to figure it out up here. He can never just lay it down and trust God. And Ahab's biggest, biggest problem is does, cannot, does not trust God. He does not trust God fully. And that's the problem. When he can't trust God, he can't trust the leader. And when he doesn't trust leaders, he can't, can't even be in Jesus' church. Because all he does is bring goat. And Ahab is slowly, Ahab, Ahab, Ahab spirit, and person even be a sheep, following away the Lord, but falling away. And now he's turning to goat. He's being dressed, go inside, becoming a raven, raven. There's people that are raven wolves today that at one point had a heart of gold. That at one point served the Lord like, like, real, like a real man of God, like a real woman of God. And then they heard something, they did something, something happened, and they just changed their heart. See, it's not about what about heart. David, and show you something right now that it's all about. David and Saul both sinned against God, okay? Saul was not forgiven. David was forgiven. The reason why Saul was not forgiven is because his heart was, he didn't change his heart. He was still worried about what they thought of him. David was seer in his heart, forgiven. He, he wanted God. He cared about the God himself, and that's why David and Saul was not. So we can do everything right. We can all do the same work and all do everything right. But what is going on? In? What are you thinking of? It? What's on the forefront of your mind? What's what's your heart focused? Now, before I open, I just want to talk to you about talk to the doctor. Um, one of the things that God showed me is that the government trades Jezebel. The government Jezebel church trained Okay, and that's why you, they're always trying to get on my church. I'm never talking about the world. The church, they're always wanting the pawns from the government. They're always trying to live off the government. They always the government protecting Medicaid, Medicare. It's all good. We're out the bottle. It's okay. We serve God, and he come and Ahab do that. Well, we've got anything else. They've compromised. They, they, God's not working. Just like Jeroboam, God's not working for us. The inheritance is not coming. So, and I'm still not getting blessed. So, let's just turn over to the devil. He's given, and I think it's okay. They'll prove it. Okay, Jezebel is taking the church. I'm talking about the false church because there's a remnant that's not about Okay, the government is taking the church around, around everywhere it wants to go. The whole media, everything on the media, all designed pull church away. Correct. All designed. That whole thing that happened in Orlando. Let me tell you something about it. Okay, that was all so it can give power to be because it was all a, a, a gay lesbian LGBT whatever agenda so that the church can feel bad for gays so that they can feel bad and then they get, they get focused on that then we got them praying on Sundays for that then they're so focused well, you and not okay the church well let's feel bad for the gay and they don't know that behind this, the government's like try ah I got you I got you just doing it every day looking at these prophet apostles they're always posting on the election well Donald Trump's gonna win Donald Trump Donald Trump Donald Trump don't they know that the election is rigged too don't they know that the election is, is constructed by the government and you know whatever whoever's up there too jezebel has church like it's snow of the day and then they got them focused on israel and then that you know you got ahab going to jezebel the church going to, to to the government saying let israel go let help israel help israel and they're all back and forth government and the church all oh, israel 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 but they don't know that they're all giving into the because israel actually hates and the government's fine with that because they know what the fear that in them they know it knows what's going on okay and it's whipping them okay yeah uh, that's where the antichrist go because every nation is going to be focused in on okay every nation okay and we're going to 
the church is going to have this mindset, well, Jews are chosen people, and we want to find the Messiah. Then they're going to see him in, in the temple of Israel, like he says in the Bible, where the like, will dwell. That's Messiah. That's Messiah Tim. And then the church is chosen. Well, it must, be, it must be Jesus. And then they'll see him doing works and miracles, like in the Bible. They'll think it's the second coming. I mean, you go, to, you, you go stream on IHOP, they think that they're going to take over the whole government and all the nation. They think that Jesus is going to come. He's going to reign over, over, over everybody here. They don't even they don't even mention about any, God spin everything away and making it clean again. They're saying that they're going to take over the government. They're going to take over the seven heads. They're going to take over the seven mountains. It's all a lie because God is not doing that. He's going to take those mountains out and then he's going to back order. 